right, we are back. Week two. It, this is still a thing that's happening. I mean, you can't call us quitters. Not yet. No. Not, not ever. Okay, fine. Not ever. <laughs> fine, fine. Even if we're the last one standing and nobody else is listening, we'll still well, be here. And uh, given the state of the nation, uh, that could be a thing that happens. Oh, God. This has been the most terrifying week ever. Every single day, I've woken up to the worst news. Not to get this into a political thing, but what the fuck? This country has become a what the fuck country. Yeah. I think we're going to have to hashtag what the fuck for everything. (laughs) Right? This is, it's terrifying. But uh, all we can do is our best. Yeah. Have you seen the funny memes coming out and the like the um Oh yeah, well like the the bad lip read for the bad um, lip read for the yeah. inauguration. Uh hello, it got video gamey when Hillary it's Clinton was so saying good. Hadouken, Hadouken <laughs> in your face. It's so Hadouken good. in your face. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that was so good. Yeah. Witty bitches. Mm, I love them. <laughs> so anything going on in your life? Uh, no, no, no. I mean, just, uh, work, 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 and, um... Trying to survive the... And being terrified of the political climate. Yeah. That's it. I've kind of become stone cold when it comes to the politics right now, because I'm like, okay, I know as bad as it can get, well, hopefully it doesn't get like that, but at least I'm prepared for it, so hopefully it'll be much better. You know, you always... Expect the worst and get the best. Yeah. So, so yeah. Hope, hope for the best. Prepare for the worst. Just, uh, <sighs> yeah, that's we just got to be, too. we just got to be ready. <laughs> yeah. Well, I actually personally had a, an interesting experience on a date I went on because I told you I went back on OkCupid. Yes. Well, and I saw your Instagram stories <laughs> on this one. So I, I definitely was looking forward to hearing more here. Yeah. It was. You know, okay, so on OkCupid, obviously people are putting their best pictures forward. Like you do. Like you do, because that's, you know, you want people to think you're hot. Not saying that he was a complete catfish, <laughs> but when I got to the Wellsbourne, which is this really cute bar on um, Pico mm-hmm. near Culver City. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we went, yeah. Yeah, when, oh, when uh, oh, way back. someone got <laughs> wasted for her birthday. Yes. <laughs> so I get there, and he's already drinking at the bar, and didn't even ask me if I wanted a drink. That I can't stand. Like, if yeah, whoever that's... gets there first, they just ask the other person, oh, what do you want to drink? So it's sitting there when you get there. That's, yeah, that'd be nice. Fine, whatever. He has no manners. But then, the whole time, he literally talks about himself and how great he is. How mm-hmm. great was he? Was he actually great? Or well... No? <laughs> I mean, not. To, I'm just curious. Like, did he live up to his words? Not well, at all. Not. Yeah. I mean, I don't know him that well, obviously, and I don't plan to because every other question out of his mouth was about what's between my legs. He's wow. just a very curious person. And he's dated apparently trans people before. So I was like, what is this about? Like, well, I mean, do you think it's a, a thing where like uh, he is just very focused because it's like a... I mean, do you think like for him, it's like a thing that's fetishized or or what? Or is he just like... well, I what he said, he asks because he knows, especially when you're dating a trans person, you kind of want to know what each other enjoys sexually. So, you know, if you're compatible to begin with. But I mean, for me, I'm compatible no matter what, as long as you like mentally stimulate me. Mm-hmm. But instead he was okay. uh an uncouth dickhead from the get-go. Right. So that didn't work out. Anyway, he he cut the whole conversation short and was like, right, I got to take the bus home, so I'll see ya. And I was like, okay, that's fine. I was happy that he, you know, cut it short. Well, yeah, it's great that you actually had an easy out there since he was just, you know, done, I guess. Yeah, but he messaged me the next morning. Who follows like, up on why? that? Why? What is the point? Yeah, who follows up on something this isn't like that? Going nowhere. So that was that. Hmm. What would the message the next day say? Good morning, with a <laughs> coffee cup, a little emoticon. Coffee oh cup. yeah, let's just emoji con or emoji. Yeah, let's just <laughs> blow right through that as if like last night didn't happen. Oh god. Oh, well, I'm sorry. That sounds terrible. Yeah. So welcome to dating in LA. Another thing that happened this week was I was playing Uncharted Four and. I don't know if you played multiplayer. 
I have not actually put much into Uncharted 4's multiplayer. Oh, although it's the best. I've done a ton of two and three. Mm. This one's good because you get like special abilities. You get um, companions who help oh, and fight yeah. for you and like special powers and things like that. Anyhow, so you have to save up so many points and uh, relics. Oh, yeah. yeah they're like basically the... points you use in their store to and buy the sort of vanity like... items and guns and things like that. And a lot of like the MacGuffins and stuff from. Oh, no, the relics and things you should pick up off the ground, not the special powers, right? Are those the powers like the Chinamani stone and stuff? Those are the powers. I don't know exactly how you get the relics. I don't know if it's based on the treasures you pick up. Oh, okay. Or if it's just on like how many points you score per round. Okay. Or your performance in the round. But anyhow, so 2,500 relics gets you a DLC gun vanity chest. It takes a long fucking time (laughs) to get 2,500 points. I mean, I'm not the best player, but I'm no slouch. Yeah. And so I get this chest finally, and I'm streaming it. So the people who've been watching me are like, oh, finally, we get to see what this you know she gets in the chest and yeah it was literally like an accuracy power up for your radar after all that (laughs) i was hoping for this damn gun that everybody uses to kill me with because i'm not going to buy it because i already bought the game so why would i buy extra yeah sort of microtransactions oh i was so upset and usually when i get upset i just scream (laughs) at the fucking game but i just put my head down in defeat and said, okay, I'm gone for tonight. Yeah, just, <laughs> just wrapping it up. Oh, Uncharted 4, you did me wrong. Mm. And you never do me wrong. So from now on, just vanity chests, because I just want my characters to look good from now on. I don't care about the fucking guns. <laughs> You've some bad luck this week. Yeah, tell me about it. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you playing? Uh, I, it's weird. I, I, I have such a weird relationship with survival horror games in general i tend to get really excited about them yeah and then i buy them at full price usually on day one or close to it and then i play them for about an hour get to the first like save point save sort of get in the mindset of like oh sweet i can breathe i can stop this is a good stopping point i'll come back tomorrow and then i don't get back back into it ever (laughs) and uh so based on like the glowing reviews that it was getting i grabbed resident evil 7 biohazard and um is that what it's called biohazard yeah that's the subtitle on it which is funny since biohazard of course is the title for resident evil in i think every other country or maybe it's just japan but it's called biohazard there instead of resident evil huh i didn't know that and so yeah so i'm playing that now and um it is like i don't want to gush too much about it because i've only played maybe about three hours worth but i did like i saw like hour hour and a half on night one and hour and a half two hours on night two and it is fucking spectacular so far i'm is it scary yes it is scary but like in a doable way it's weird it's different though because like what's the setup like what is it a city or are you in a house or it's it's you're in a house um and you're in like uh like the backwoods of louisiana so it's kind of playing a little bit into like the sort of like hillbilly horror yeah. You know, like the scary hicks. Uh, and um, Fresno. I'm from <laughs> Fresno. I know all about that. But it also, of course, brings in, you know, levels of like regeneration and, and uh, reanimation just because it's a Resident Evil title. I haven't seen thus far how it relates to the rest of the Resident Evil series. Um, but I got it on the PlayStation 4 and the first night, like the first hour and a half I did in VR... Like, I don't know. Like, there's something about this God, game. God, that would scare the shit out of the, me. Like, there's something about this game. It's so, it's, I mean, first off, it's just fucking effective anyway. But, like, in VR, it's so good. It's so scary. And I saw this picture, just a still <laughs> shot of this woman coming through a window. And, like, it looks like she's coming, like, the ring right at the screen. And I'm like, oh, fuck no. Well, and have you seen her? Uh, I've seen, I've, I've seen someone who I think you might be talking about. Yes. Oh, God. Um, but, like, no. it. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because, like, it, uh, we've been talking about it at work a lot. And um, it's that game where, like, when you're in VR, like, if you're just playing it on the TV, you'd be like, oh, sure, I'll walk into this dark room. No big deal. Blah. It's a video game. Yeah. But in VR, like, literally, you stop and you hesitate and you, you're like, you sort of have to push yourself through it to be like, okay, I'm going to walk down this scary staircase well, now. It's like you're actually in the freaking house. Yeah. Like, and the VR in it is so good. It's amazing. And also, like, you know, so many VR titles are tech demos or smaller experiences, not full games. Yeah. And it's interesting to have, like, a full $60 AAA title that's 100% 
VR playable, like the whole game. Um, and the first night was nerve wracking to the point where after I was done, I like, I had to stop and I had to play something else for a little bit. Was Todd watching you? He watched a little bit and then he went to go, uh, Watch Downton Abbey. Our <laughs> I love that segue. <laughs> Our entertainment is very different, apparently. <laughs> like from Resident Evil to Downton Abbey. Yes. Oh, and can then, you imagine if they did a mashup? Well, it wasn't it like Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, sort of. Okay. Maybe. Yes, I think uh, you're right. <laughs> but like, uh, and so that was night one, and then night two, um, I decided that instead of the VR thing, I just wanted to see it in glorious, like full resolution with hdr and all that sort of stuff so i played it just on the tv and um it was still creepy but also like a little bit easier on my nerves and um todd actually ended up sitting and watching me for like the full like hour and a half two hours because it is a cool game to watch also because the whole thing's in first person it has like a really great sensibility where like the horror feels very tailored for you to see instead of like, oh yeah, you're in this creepy environment with creepy bad guys. Isn't that creepy? It's this like, instead it's a very personal horror and there's something about it that's really, it's Do you play as like Jill or any of the old... It is a new character. Chris? Chris Redfield and Jill Valentine. You know. Well then what, Claire Red... Claire... Fuck, what was Claire's last name? And then what, Rebecca Chambers? Chris will eventually be one of my hunks of the week because (laughs) damn... I haven't um, thought about him in a while. Well, yeah, like, last time I really thought about him was like Resident Evil 5 when it looked like he was smuggling cantaloupes under his skin in his arms. Oh, God. Um, That's gross. Yeah. Well, yeah he, <laughs> his arms were a little unnatural in that game. Hmm. Um, but yeah, it, you play as a new character named Ethan. And like yeah. the premise is, is strange. Like your wife, Mia, went to go apparently on like a babysitting job or something for the, this house. And that was like she's been missing for three years and you suddenly get an email saying, come get me. And now you're stuck in this hellish experience trying to, uh, save yourself and potentially Mia and escape a family of crazy people. Um, it's kind of like an adult game of hide and seek a little bit. It's really, I don't know. It's, it's, I'm not all the way through it, obviously. So it's hard to totally speak authoritatively at this point, but I'm, yeah, I don't know if it. I would want to play hide and seek in VR. Do you know what game would freak me the fuck out if they made it in VR? Mm. And it's an old game, but it always gives me the creeps when I think about it. Is um, it was on PlayStation One, and I think it's called the Watchtower, Clock Tower, Clock Tower with the scissors. Yes, Scissor Man. Fuck. Oh my no. god. No, it's fine. Whenever I think survival horror, like the first thing I go to is Alone in the Dark. And then Resident Evil, and then I think of the glory days from PlayStation 1 with fucking Clock Tower. That game was nuts. It's so good. Tell me more about that. Like, how did you discover Clock Tower? Because it's such a weird game from a small, from a small, but I guess like a developer a lot of people didn't talk about. And it's a strange game in that, like, it was one of the few games for the PlayStation 1 that supported the mouse for the PlayStation. You could play it with a mouse. I had the mouse. You had the mouse? I had the mouse. It sucked because you can do anything with it. I mean, except play Watchtower. Clock Tower. Clock Tower. <laughs> Fire Watch, Clock Watch, Tower. <laughs> um, I, you know, back in the day, you could go to your local video store and rent games. Uh-huh. And so I, you know, did a probably three day rental on that baby and only played it once because it was too fucking scary. Did you play by yourself? With Travis. Okay. My brother. Yeah. Well, like, uh, it's like my clock tower experience, uh, blockbuster rented it. Uh-huh. And, uh, like, we were like, Oh yeah, this will be fun. It'll be horror, whatever. And we started playing it. We're like, what the hell is this? Like you click to run. It's real strange. Like I didn't have the mouse, but we did it just with the controller, but it's still a cursor on the screen that you use to move. Yeah. And like the, the, the timing was off. Oh, like the, the voiceover is terrible. The voiceover is terrible. You don't get any weapons. You can't defend yourself. You just hide in boxes and holes lockers and, and under couches. Like, and then even when you're hiding and you know he can't find you, it still fucking scares oh, you when well, he comes in. And that was one of the first games I ever saw that like the character learned because there was one time like we hid under the couch. Scissor Man came in, turned around and left, and we we're like, okay, cool. Then a little bit later, we were running from him again. We went underneath the couch, like, oh, we'll be safe here. He came in, turned around like he was going to leave, and then he turned around, stabbed through the couch, and killed us. It was 
horrifying and it was the game was so interesting though because like we <laughs> oh shit because like we put like a good like 45 minutes into it and it's all narrative and it's really slow and really strange and then all of a sudden like it's like they flip a switch and the horror is on and it's such a weird game and it instantly hooked both of us oh my God. and like i actually have clock tower 2 for the playstation god no uh, we and, should play that and then clock tower 3 we should play it for the playstation 2 that. is fucking scary as well oh my gosh and actually i just this funny this random thing like i bought um one of those retron 5 you know uh knockoff systems that plays like super nintendo genesis uh nintendo famicom super famicom cartridges Mm -hmm. using hdmi output and um i bought a japanese snes or uh, super famicom cart of the original clock tower because technically clock tower on playstation one was really clock tower two it was the sequel to a japanese oh. super nintendo title oh wow and so i bought it i've not played it because it's not translated but um wow. but i still want to get through it because it sounds really cool god it sounds awful i love that you knew about clock tower like no one has no one's played that game like oh, no god. one cares you know another um, point and click game that scared the crap out of me but i really loved it, it as more of story it was story based also was um phantasmagoria oh my god well the pc cl- point and clicks oh so good did you play Phantasm- the beast within oh the gabriel knight series is yes. like well the beast within was like the crowning moment Jewel. of mm-hmm. that series because yeah. the first one was okay the book of the first one's really good she made a novelization of it oh i didn't know that it's good since the father's the book is better than the game but the beast within that was like a well-performed and good fucking game. And even the final battle, where's the maze? Yep. Well, that like, was great, you, too. You have to close the doors with your nose as you're playing as a wolf. Yeah. Spoiler alert for those game those gamers that really were looking forward to playing that game from 1995. Yeah. I tried to play um, Phantasmagoria about, I don't know, five years ago because I have the discs. Uh-huh. And it's so sad it's, it's, i downloaded it on good old games recently it may it looks like click art people <laughs> on this like painted background like, the compression they did on the video on that is a nightmare oh. and then yeah and of course yeah it's all the voice acting real is bad green screen abysmal well and <laughs> did you play phantasmagoria 2 no but here that's like based on like it's a sexual adventure it is like it's, it's fucking awful um like Let's just go on the record and say that it's terrible. That's why I never played it. Because back in the day, I used to read a lot of those PC magazines. PC Gamer and such? Yeah. And and I just got such awful reviews. I was like, I don't want to ruin the first one because I loved it so much that I'll well, play this shit. And like no. Phantasmagoria 1, especially like, I mean, it wasn't the best thing that Roberta Williams ever made. But it was so, there was nothing else like it. And yeah. it was also, it was mm-hmm. good enough. I got that at the Costco. I got mine at Costco. Shut up. <laughs> I, I used to go to Costco and like and paw all the the big giant CD like CD ROM titles. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and like read the system requirements on the bottoms of all of them because my computer like, was barely running shit at the time. <laughs> um, I can play this. And it was like seven discs. It blew my mind that it, and that a game. Of course, that was like CDs. Like that's the size of like one DVD. Right. Um, but like the fact that that you know it was all it was on so many discs. It was just staggering. And then um, I played Phantasmagoria 2, and like, yeah, the big thing that game had going for it was that at the end of chapter one, or at the end of disc one, a softcore, or like a Skinamax actress who was in it, uh, showed her boobs. And that was very, 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 you know, it was impressive for a video game at the time. Yeah. Um, One thing I'll remember, I remember about uh, that game, though, was it was interesting. By the time it was done, it dabbled in the idea that your protagonist might be bisexual or maybe gay. Mm. Um, and he had like a little bit of, of, um, his pansexual probably He went all the way, got all the way. He was there. Were, yeah. By the time it was done, like you realize maybe he's not into, he's not even who you think he is, Oh shit! but like, um, <laughs> he had like a little bit of tension, maybe a thing with Trevor, his gay coworker. And also oh. obviously he was, uh, dating, uh, Jocelyn who's breasts like we saw. Mr. Gray of the. He like just kind of a domineering character. Oh or... no no no! He was like a a bookish nerdy fellow oh, named he's Craig. A submissive one. Yes, actually, and, and there is a scene where uh, one of his coworkers goes kind of dominatrix style, like whippy on him. Oh my god! Like it was a really terrible game, but it was just kind of pushing the boundaries of what you'd seen in games at that point, and that was kind of interesting. But like, oh man, I played it with a walkthrough because I just wanted to see what it had to offer, and then never touched it again. It's 
terrible. Ugh, Fifty Shades Magoria. No, <laughs> thank you. Um, well, currently I'm playing Titanfall 2. So yeah, like I remember you said that uh, you had the code, but you hadn't even downloaded it last time we talked. Yeah, I was um, wondering if the code actually worked. <laughs> and so, show enough, show enough that thing said, your title's ready to download. I was like, what? Thank you, this Twitch viewer. Real? Thank you. And um, so, yeah, I played it. It's... um. You know, it's the sequel to the first one. So you have the mechs and uh, they're called Titans. And what happens in this one is you become bound to the Titans former former owner who used to be your superior in like the army. Mm -hmm. And so Captain Lastimosa is the character's name. How do you know that? Because I played Titanfall 2. You played it? Yeah, I've, I finished it last year. Oh, I didn't know you played it. Yeah. <gasps> well then you how do you even remember that name uh well lastimosa is the last name of one of their what? i want to say like one of their artists at respawn oh, wow. okay. and i met him when i was working on titanfall one's campaign um so you have a personal connection i do i have a personal connection to that franchise i have friends at, at respawn and um i've worked on uh titanfall 1's campaign and um on some of titanfall 2's campaign oh yeah one of my um friends slash acquaintances slash husband of a friend of mine he is one of their um environmental artists like a lead environmental artist for titanfall nice yeah so he did the first one and he did this one too so 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 you're bonded with the i'm bonded too 7274 oh yes but i finally got to play it and i remember he actually sent me the beta code back in the day when it was just like the multiplayer stress test right yeah that was interesting but i didn't play it (laughs) so so now that you're playing titanfall are you doing the multiplayer at all or are you just doing single player Uh, i'm doing story mode right now because i wanted to get familiarized and it's cool uh it's fast paced i thought it was going to be slower but it's it's not as fast as doom no it's not but it it is faster than i expected well and it has a different type of nimble quality to it because there's the wall running it's kind of right. yeah. it kind of pulls off what mirror's edge tried to do a little better than mirror's edge did oh yeah. like and i'm a mirror's edge fan but uh titanfall's they do the war- wall running in um modern warfare also it's, i have not played a call of duty title call all the way through ever yeah, it's um, like the new thing in games is to have the wall run. Well, it seems like Titanfall 1 really kind of like set the tone of what people expect from shooters. Like you have this level of mobility and yeah. now to take it away just feels like you're taking a step backward. Gotcha. Was it, did you play Saints Row 4? No. It's hilarious and ridiculous. But oh, I watched House play it. Yeah. Where you, yeah. You uh-huh. can like fly in it. Like, and it's weird playing you, an open... You create your custom characters and they could be silly and... Well, yeah, but you like in that game you're pretty much like in the matrix sort of and so you have like the ability of like special uh special powers so you can like jump over buildings and you can fly and run really fast and it's it was so interesting playing it because as i played it i was like i don't know if i can play an open world game where i would ever have to drive a car ever again because like it feels like such a waste of time. You could just get anywhere. Well, that's why they have those points now where you just go inside and you can warp to any place on the map, basically. Yeah, fast travel stuff. But, yeah. That makes things much more easy time-wise. Yeah. So, so, yeah, so how far are you into Titanfall 2's story? Um, I just beat, I think, the, the second, if you call it a boss battle. Yeah, yeah. the boss yeah, battle. Yeah, uh, boss battles. The girls... Sona or whatever her name is. I don't know what her name was, but yeah, she had the sword and oh, she's the the Ronin Titan. Yeah, yeah, she was tough. Yeah. The, the oh, and then I cool. um, then I got stuck in this like oh yeah well yeah because I played her after there was that really cool level where it's kind of making these um, suburban houses. Oh yeah, yeah yeah yeah. It's like a man- manufacturing company that puts these weird crazy like um model houses together mm-hmm. and then they have the dummies sitting in there and that's a really super creepy like th- some of the level that's super cool some of the level design in, in titanfall 2 is really good yeah um, and but you're it's on several uh several planes so it's yeah. not just like a linear like um i don't know how you would shit rotates yeah it, it rotates 
So you're all over the map. It's like you're actually in this world. So it's really cool. That would be a cool game in VR. Well, it's like... Uh, that would get so sick probably. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like there, there's going to be some more stuff that kind of plays with you a little bit. Like there's some stuff in the, the place with time. That's really cool. Um, but yeah, that level was really impressive, like riding along on that assembly line as like yeah. a house builds around you. Yeah, you slowly put together the story. And then once the boss battle comes, like literally the whole story kind of envelops you and you play one of the boss rounds inside this dystopian suburban neighborhood. Well, because that's the, the whole like, yeah, the uh, the sort of hexagon kind of thing where like it's all like projected kind of almost. Yeah. It's, oh, that was so yeah, dope. There's a lot of really striking moments in that game. Yeah. Well, good, I'm glad oh, you're now I'm that. doing the time travel though. That's like that's the level most people talk about when they talk about Titanfall yeah, 2's campaign. I'm, I I'm I think I'm almost through it actually. Yeah, I've been doing a I've been playing the the time shifting for a while now. But you're pretty close to the end of the game, to be honest. Like What? I just started it. The, the I've only had one sitting. The campaign is fairly short. I wanna say, I mean, it's I think it's probably about five hours. You know, I am just that skilled as a yeah. gamer that I could just blast right through it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and then you got to do the multiplayer, which there are some crazy people on that multiplayer oh, uh, thing. Like, it's it's weird. Like, the uh, the multiplayer has kind of a little bit of a, I want to say a high barrier of entry, but, like, there's, there's certainly a, a defined line between, yeah. like, me and everyone else. Yeah, I, I know that <laughs> from Uncharted. Like, playing the game is a breeze playing multiplayer is like fuck my life yeah there's a lot of people that put a lot more time into it than i'm willing to right yeah but if i um go with what my titan tells me and he keeps saying i'm doing amazing i'm improving bt's there to help good yeah you're doing fine bt bt he's so cute (laughs) he's like your little friend i i do like that it gives you the options to sort of have um the branching conversations with him yeah because that's kind of fun whenever you have a choice if you want to be like sarcastic or yeah. or literal with him. Um, like that was kind of he a fun. He always clocks you too. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of a fun thing. He's like a gay best friend. <laughs> <laughs> Did yeah. you finish Doom? Not yet. <laughs> I haven't gone back to Doom because I got back on Uncharted 4 multiplayer and mm. then I started Titanfall 2. Sort of back burner. And yeah. then some Rocket League in there. It's, I feel like such a monster because i've not given rocket league enough time it's a blast like the first time i ever played it was at a tournament oh it was wow happening at a party it was not like a full-on like you know i was gonna say pro it's... thing it was at a party where like they had a bunch of setups of rocket league and um so i grabbed a drink at the party went up and like there, there was an empty seat they're like hey do you want to play i was like sure i have no idea what i'm doing and after like a couple of really like easy goals that i failed to uh, protect all of a sudden, like I scored like four times, and I was like, "Oh, oh, this game makes total sense!" Like, yeah. and I know why people love it as much as and they do. And there's skill involved. It's oh, not yeah. just like a little like you know pass and play. It's, yeah, there's angles and like once you figure out your style, special powers it's... and all sorts of stuff they put in the new one. Well, and I haven't played it since they've added any new arenas. I played it almost exactly a year ago. The new arenas are really fucking beautiful too. They're um, designed very well, and I like the way they changed. Rather than just a, like a regular soccer field type arena, now they have barriers in, in between, and oh. there's all sorts of things going on. There's you know different levels. It's by level and oh cool yeah so it's cool. Yeah, it's and then they give that. you like Mario Kart powers, so you could become a whirlwind, and you could use like a magnetic plunger to grab the ball <laughs> or like are these a, all are these all from free updates or are these DLC that you have to buy. This is. The newest version. Okay. It's just yeah, a patch. Yeah, I think a patch, yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's, I feel like really Because I didn't download anything else, it. so it just automatically downloads. So it must be just a patch, yeah. Nice. But it's it's cool. I'll have to make sure that's actually on my system. I don't think I... Like in my party folder, because I love that you can make folders on your PS4 now. Mm-hmm. Um, my party folder is like 90% Jackbox games. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then there's a... Jackbox is cool. I love it so much. And then there's a game in there called Overcooked that is fantastic. Overcooked? Mm-hmm. What's that? Did you ever play Diner Dash? It's kind of like a... It's Okay, so like in Overcooked, you play as chefs, and like let's say you have to make a... You have to make soup. Yeah. You, an order will show up on the top of the screen, and like if you want to make onion soup, you have to... 
you have to grab three onions from the onion bin yeah. and you have to chop them and you can only chop one onion at a time. Is so it like that game like where you um, have the the doctor and your hands are like no, all wobbly blobs? No, it's, it's not like Surgeon Simulator, thank God. The <laughs> controls in this are very tight. Yeah, that gives me anxiety. But like, um, it's it's an overhead view. It's like your character is very small and like you grab like say an onion, you chop it and then you put it in a pot and you have to do that like three times and then the pot, once it's done cooking, you have soup put it in a bowl and then you serve it and you do that before the ticket is mm-hmm. up. The sooner you do it, the bigger your tip is. And then like eventually like the types of soup will change. And like, then you start doing like tomato soup as well. And then like, eventually like you don't have any clean plates. So you have to start getting the plates that are dirty and clean them and like do those things. And then um, eventually start making burgers, which like to construct those, you need obviously a bun. You have to chop the meat, cook the meat, chop the tomato, chop the lettuce. And like some burgers just have lettuce on them. And like you have to, read the tickets, make the stuff, everything becomes multi-step projects. Is it very um, uh, rushed or is it more zen? It's No, no, no. It's very rushed. Okay. It's very frantic. <laughs> frantic. Um, and like, to be honest, I played it as a single player thing once just to sort of try it out and it's not very good. But, um, I mean, it's fine. It's not as fun. Um, my main experience with Overcooked is playing it uh, as four-player co-op. Yeah. And it gets crazy you are just yelling at each other trying to because everyone's like oh i'll get the i'll chop it you can you get it cooked like someone serve this like it's all just back and forth sounds cool and it's like an actual kitchen exactly and like the way we've been playing it uh is um me and three coworkers have been playing it and so it's a matter of like all right we have to work as a team every day can we do this now this stupid stressful cooking game yeah and like (laughs) keep it together and it's really fun that's one occupation I don't think I ever could do is food service. <laughs> People are so particular about their food. Like Starbucks alone, and all you're doing is serving drinks and coffee. Well, the fact that people designate what degree they want their coffee to be is ridiculous to me. Yeah. I mean, I don't want them to scorch me like that well, McDonald's story. But when but... you say like, oh yeah, I want you know my latte 112 degrees. Right. Like, I'm sorry. If it's 115, you can deal. Yeah. Like, it's three degrees. You'll feel the difference. (laughs) (laughs) Like, meanwhile, like, I take my coffee black. Yeah, me too. I'll take coffee, please. Large coffee. No sugar, no nothing, just black. Yeah. Me too. Good. Simple man. Simple taste. (laughs) Um, So who's your your video game crush of the week? Oh, God. Well, right now, I'm only playing Resident Evil. And let me tell you, no one in there is crush-worthy. In Resident Evil? Everyone's kind of hideous and terrifying. Do you how what my character what, might be super hot? I don't know. Don't know what I'm, it's like. first person There's game. No um, mirrors or anything. He has nice hands. <laughs> that's all well, I can see. That's cute. Yeah, he no, takes care of his hands. He has a good that's voice. Good. He said some funny things, but uh, no one. I'd say no one crushworthy unless I'm into like you know people that are sometimes missing half their heads or mm. whatever. You know. Interesting. How's about you? Anyone uh, catching your eye? Mine is Krem. From Dragon Age Inquisition. I have not played that game. Oh my god. I know, I know. It's like so good. The, well, depends on who you ask. I think it's amazing. The only Bioware stuff I've played are the, the Mass Effect games. Really? Yeah. Um, you know, in the new Mass Effect, I just found out the male character is voiced by this guy who does Nathan Drake's voice. By Nolan North? Nolan North, yeah. So hot. Anyway. <laughs> he has a good voice. Yeah. Ooh. And he's cute too. Oh, but that new Mass Effect Andromeda trailer that dropped today. Yeah, trailer two. Oh my God. So good. Because I didn't love trailer one, but I was still on board because I know I'm going to like the game. Yeah. The new villain looks pretty fucking dope. Yes. He looks like that... that huge monster from Fantasia with the wings of the... the guy guy from that in Bald Mountain? Yes. Yeah. Mm. Does he have a name? Yeah, he has a name, and I can't think of it. Well, it's weird, because yeah, he, he reminded me a little bit of, like, I, that's actually a great parallel for him, but also he reminded me of um, the... Thou uh, shall not pass! <laughs> he reminded me of the, um, a little bit of, like, the, that, um, oh, Jesus. He's somebody that you collect. He was a DLC character, I think, from Mass Effect 2. I could be blurring them all together, though. I really shouldn't have even started this uh, story because I really have no facts to back it up. <laughs> what um, are you talking about? Yeah. I just, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. So this per- it had wings, this character? No, no, no. Uh, this but no, wings. similar face, like, or similar, like, kind of, uh, oh. where his face looks almost like it's made of, like, 
just bone and oh yeah 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 yeah, like really broad Uh, he was a mercenary or something yes the mercenary character yeah okay i'm not crazy Mm, and well it's funny uh on the mass effect thing just yesterday i just bought the four lp set of the soundtrack to mass effect one through three beautiful i'm very excited i'm really excited that's one thing i need to add to my spotify um, Dragon Age Inquisition has great music. Well, I think I got like the day one edition or that, or like mm-hmm. the, the first pressing, which is the limited edition or whatever, yeah. uh, that came with like the soundtrack download. So I think I downloaded the soundtrack. I've never played the game. It's really good. The soundtrack. Um, the game's good. I liked it. I mean, I have friends who played it and they thought it was ridiculous because they're like, why would these people be following you? And you're like, just come from nowhere. It makes sense because you're the only one who has this certain power that people believe is the only way to destroy these demons. I mean, that's good enough reason for me. <laughs> you got the power. Let's get to it. Well, and I've heard enough about that game to like know that like when I play it, um, I know like a lot of people had beefs with it because they didn't leave the first zone. They wanted to do like all the side quests in the hinterlands. Oh, see, I did that. And a, a lot of people got burned out on that. The hinterlands are huge. Yeah, and so a lot of people say a lot like, of quests in there. just leave the hinterlands, maybe come back, but like leave, continue on yeah. with the game. It is better once you get out of there anyway. Yeah. Um, that's why I keep hearing, and I haven't even installed it, because I'm just like, I don't know. It's good. It seems like such an undertaking. There's some characters in there that are amazing, so I think you should do it. But yeah, like... And, and you can, it's kind of like Mass Effect Andromeda where you can like mate with, you know, you can fall in love and you can find some hotties. And I know there's a character that everyone has a crush on, that, that big guy with the horns. Oh, right. Well, he's actually the Kunari warrior and he is, this is a good segue, to Krem. He's Krem's kind of like captain. Oh, okay. And Krem is the first transgender man in a video game. Oh! Is Krem playable, or like, can he... Uh, He's not playable, and he's not even... You can't even flirt with him. Okay. But he has a good story, and hopefully they'll bring him back in the next one as, you know, a character you can have on your team. They actually, the writer of the character um, consulted with genderqueer people to make sure that they didn't fuck up anywhere. That's awesome. Which is pretty much the main problem with like Hollywood and these storylines that they don't have any queer people or trans people especially to help them write the characters. So they're all over the place and it doesn't make sense and it's very offensive. Yeah, the representation is really not... Yeah, you know, researched. Hopefully, we'll see more trans representation in the future. Well, it's, I know like, Ubisoft's done it twice now. Yeah, because like in Watch Dogs Two, there's a a pretty badass uh, trans woman in it. Really, I didn't know that. I'll have to yeah, check that out. She is a I want to say a government official of some sort. Wow. Like, and she is like she's uh, she's non playable, but she's a quest giver. And um, okay, that's kind of yeah. Ned yeah. Weiner in um, Assassin's Creed Syndicate. Exactly. Syndicate. Yeah, I was just gonna say that's speak. that's the other one that in yeah. Syndicate. There's there's Ned. But that was a few years ago. Also unplayable. But I want a playable know, trans character. Yeah, it was just and it was it was actually cool that they that Ned was there and like no one like people talked about it, but it wasn't like a big deal, which I thought was kind of cool. Yeah, it was just kind of like. And here's this character. You just and like, accept him for who he is. Yeah. yeah. I like that too. They also were one and of the hopefully f- in Andromeda, there's going to be. Do you know of one? No, no, I'm- I don't know anything specifically. But I mean, I know that, that they they, uh, they ruffled some feathers when they had the same sex relationships, even in Mass Effect. Uh, what one even had them? Yeah. One, oh, um, I don't know about one. I never played it, but well, two did for well, certain. Because, like, in, like, I don't know if you could have a, a full on, like, relationship in one that was gay, but you could take advantage of. I want to say you could. I forgot what 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 race Liara is. Oh my gosh! But like you could. Uh, I want to say there was somebody there that you could sort of have like a little bit of a a thing with or something. Or it was implied. A sorry. A sorry. There we go. Like I want to say. Dope. I want to say Sony. Like or just <laughs> like to Sony, but like I think. Oh, that's her last name. Oh, is that it? Yeah. Okay, so like, that's not her race. That's her last Liara name. Okay. Sony. Okay, because yeah, I was like, what the. Uh, yeah, but like Bioware's always sort of been um, leading the charge in a lot of uh, representation stuff in video games that no one else will do. Yeah, and I so. think that actually um, the Asari are one of the cooler alien species that you see in video games. They're very human-like, but 
I don't know, aerodynamic. <laughs> <laughs> I guess one of my favorite races, aside from the Krogan, of course, uh, in um, Mass Effect, and I can't even tell you what they're named, but the kind that um, they speak completely monotone and they declare their emotion as part of their sentence. They're like, you know, pleasantly surprised. Oh, there you are. Oh, I love yes, them. but they're they're not playable. They're no, no, just no. in they're, like the citadel and, they're, and but they're doing, fucking like, hilarious. Government work. Exactly. <laughs> Pretty much they are like the DMV employee who has to announce how they feel and then announce and then say what they're going to say. Yeah, they're the um, the sloth from <laughs> Zootopia. Pretty much. <laughs> ha ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> Cute. I love it. Yeah, and then well, also this week, there was a trailer for Prey that came out. Did you see that? Nope. Oh, my God. Didn't, um, it's a sequel? It, it's weird. It's not Prey 2, because Prey 2 was canceled. It's sort of a reboot, kind oh, of, gotcha. I guess. But uh-huh. it's it's not the same story at all from Prey 1, or Prey the original. Yeah. Um, but it looks fucking gorgeous, and the action looks really solid, and it's, you know, it's published by Bethesda, so I'm excited about that. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I wonder if it's going to be as fast as um I doubt Doom. it'll be as fast as Doom. I, I doubt it, but you never know. Um, never and that comes out, what, May 5th? Like, Yeah. Oh, I just saw another playthrough of um, the new Legend of Zelda. I didn't realize that there are rumors that you can play as Zelda. Oh, really? But yeah, like I, I know that a lot of people were thinking that, that that Zelda might be playable in this. I'm kind of curious if she will be. But you have for, to watch this trailer because I know for Hyrule Warriors, that's when they introduce female Link, and her name is Linkle, and she looks basically like, like just like Link, but with you know. But Zelda looks like Link. Yeah, they always kind of look really similar, which yeah. is a little weird. Yeah. Um, but I'm very excited about Breath of the Wild, but um, that is the game where I know that Todd and I will be competing to to play it. Yeah, it's not only beautiful, but it looks a little difficult, which is good. I'm excited about it. Yeah. Because, yeah, I haven't really committed to a, a Legend of Zelda game since uh, The Wind Waker. I hear Majora, the mask one. Majora. Majora's mask is really good, and I've never played that one. But that seems to be the favorite, because every time I go to a con, there's like at least three Majora's walking around. It's, I think Majora's, Majora's, Majora's mask, mask is a the mask cult person. It's a cult favorite, but like it's a game where um, in the game story, I think every, in 48 hours, the moon's going to crush the world. And so you have to keep going and like making progress and then resetting the clock. Todd and I bought it for the 3DS, and I think we never even unwrapped it. Like, I'm glad mm-hmm. we have it, but yeah. I don't think, I don't know if we'll ever find the time to, to do it. Yeah, that's like Diablo 3. I have it. Never unwrapped it. Okay, that feels like a thing that we should be playing together, probably. But I have it on the PS3. Ball. My brother got it for me. And like a month before I got my PS4, which was years ago Damn now. It. But Yeah, because I, I have it on... They should have a way that you can upgrade your 3 to a 3 PS4 without having to pay full price. Yeah, because I... I, yeah, they didn't do an upgrade wrong. thing, but they did a thing where you could transfer your character. I think that's as far as they, they well, pushed I it. I can't. I don't even have a character. Well, it's a bummer because the Reaper of Souls edition, I want to say, is still 60 bucks. That is still a full price title. And it's like, what, a year and a half old? Yeah, I still want to play it. It still looks good. It's, I've dabbled a little bit. Unfortunately, my guy looks like a emo rock band guy, which makes me want to punch him. I just finished a graphic novel that has a lot of gore in it. Tank Girl, the new one. Yes, how it's so, so good. Yeah, good. I'm obsessed with Tank Girl. I've loved it ever since like the 90s, and I love the movie with Lori Petty, <laughs> but I know most people hate it, but I think it's great. <laughs> I've actually never seen that movie, but I also. It's a cult favorite. But I don't have any real connection to the, the comic either, so oh. I'm completely on the outside of the Tank Girl thing. All I can tell you is that Bjork's Army of Me is on the soundtrack. Yes, I have the soundtrack and it's very good. You got um, some Courtney Love on the soundtrack, Ooh. some um, Portishead. What what song by Portishead? It's it's one of their more famous songs. Oh, okay. So yeah. it's not like a exclusive to the soundtrack mm, kind of I don't jam. think so. I think All it's right. been around. But what's great, it's, this one's put out by one of the original creators, Alan Martin, and then he teamed with Brett Parson. And it's for Titan Comics. So it, it's really good. It's a new twist. And it's just as insane as the originals. And this is a three-part series. And I've only read the first one. The second one, Gold, is out April 25th, around there. 
shit tank girl is originally designed by jamie hewlett yeah like i mean jamie hewlett of course i know from gorillas oh yeah like that that's sense. the main thing oh i know i had no idea but like even just looking he didn't do this one though but i'm thumbing through it though and even then like uh 21st century tank girl jamie hewlett returns is leaving back on the tank girl wagon reteaming with series co-creator to take do it for a whole new take yeah, there's, there's another Tank Girl series that Jamie Hewlett did. It's a fucked up comic. It's like all over the map. The story makes almost 100% zero sense. <laughs> but that's okay. That's why I love it. It's just like a bombastic, crazy suck fest. Well, and like Titan, the comic company, like they, they do a lot of the licensed stuff, right? I think they do the Dark Souls comic. Oh, I didn't know that. I think they do. And they do, I think they do Assassin's Creed and like Deus mm. Ex. Like I think they do a lot of the video gamey like and uh movie tie-in kind of stuff i like i think they do yeah i want to say a lot of like movies that do like four episode comic series i think those are all through titan i could be wrong mm. well it's kind of weird because like this has been like a titan week for me i oh, played yeah. titan fall 2 <laughs> i uh read finished tank girl by titan published comics. by titan comics and i also started um attack on titan Oh. The anime series. <laughs> and that is creepy as shit. Well, next step is you need to start playing the film. Over, oh, I, you start playing Overwatch, which I believe Overwatch, Overwatch was from a uh was an attempt to make another game or something uh from Blizzard that is codename was codenamed Titan. Oh my god. I'm well, not, yeah. I have Overwatch. You should be playing it more. Titan's a, a popular word right now. It's really up and coming. That's the new thing. <laughs> um, yes, I'm really bad about uh, when I go because, like, I have a pull list at a comic shop uh, in um, Culver City, and um, I like going there. And whenever I go there, though, they're always like, "Oh, it's a like say fifteen dollar minimum for a credit card purchase." Let's just say, uh, and I never have cash. I fucking hate it. <laughs> um, and so, like, my my pull list, I want to say, is like. 12 bucks so i'm like all right well i need to buy like an issue of something or like one other thing and then i like wander over and i buy like oh volume one of the sandman compendium 80 bucks okay. so yeah you you are an overspender i'm terrible like, i don't buy the 80 bucks ones but tinkerel was actually an add-on <laughs> to i was um getting some extra gifts for travis for christmas mm. and i found um the witches which is scary as fuck like the roll doll the witches no, it's W Y T C H E S. Okay, and it's it's creepy. Even Stephen King said this is the scariest thing I've ever read. It's really weird and and demented. It's like, and I've, then I've been buying all those Stephen King Dark Tower compendiums too. Like, oh those yeah, hundred and fifty dollars. When does that TV show come out? Uh, I think it's gonna be a movie instead, right? I don't know. Oh, Either don't way, know. I'm fucking excited. I it's thought it was like a Game of Thrones thing they were doing. They, that, like they were talking about doing a movie for a long or a series for a long time, and I think at this point it's just gonna be a movie. When when the Dark Tower Five came out, um, in like the at the beginning of the book where it says like you know also by Stephen King and it lists all the names of his books, uh, and it puts all the ones that are Dark Tower related in bold, and I want to say it's like maybe 50 percent of his books have yeah. some sort of reference to them, like The Stand, Insomnia. It. It Salem's Lot, like a lot of things. What, what about um, all um, tie into Pet it? Cemetery? I don't think Pet Cemetery is related. That was the scariest movie. That's still <laughs> my number one scary movie on my As, list. And I love that that is actually a horror movie that was directed by a woman. It's really actually very cool to see such an uh, like aggressively scary movie. Yeah, it's so well put together. Something that doesn't seem very feminine at all. Like yeah. not to totally play into gender roles but like it is what you just did i know <laughs> um no but especially in the 80s to give a woman that sort of power to do a stephen king to a, do a fucked up movie like that like yeah, that is it's amazing how there aren't more women directors who are given that spotlight because typically their movies do way better than the men's movies i mean look at frozen the highest grossing oh, Disney yeah, movie yeah. ever and it was like the first female director for an animated feature ever from them yeah and look at um, Wonder Woman's going to be like probably the best DC movie to come I'm out. I'm very excited about that. So, I mean, I think it's time to let the men step aside and <laughs> have the women step forward. Well, and even then, like the, because um, like uh, there's another one that was directed by um, a woman that was really great. Uh, 
or not horror movie, but um, American Psycho. Um, Although that's a movie, though, that I feel like if it wasn't directed by a woman just because of all the violence towards women, I do feel like maybe the the fact that um, that was directed by a woman was probably very good to diffuse a little bit of that sort of um, gender tension that that movie could have generated because that that uh, that character hates women. <laughs> and it was definitely, a, I think, a concern probably that mm-hmm. they had. Um, but yeah, like. Pet Cemetery. That is a that's a great movie. Yeah, Aunt Zelda scared me for oh, years. Aunt Zelda is she still scares me. Like, that is terrifying. And your back will look just like mine. <laughs> like no, no Aunt Zelda, please, <laughs> not today or ever. On Time's that up. lovely note, <laughs> yeah. Let's just end it on Aunt Zelda. <laughs> oh, <yeah. sighs> all right. If um, any of our listeners out there want to find us on the interwebs, um, where can they find you, madam? On my Twitter and my Instagram, you can find me at Satine the Dream, C-E-T-I-N-E-T-H-E-D-R-E-A-M. And on Twitch, you could find me at Satine, just my first name, C-E-T-I-N-E. That's awesome that that's the name you're able to get for Twitch. That's really cool. So good. Well, if you look up Satine on um, Google, all you get is pictures of me or this weird like water hole in the ground in like <laughs> Israel or somewhere. I don't know what it is, but <laughs> that's kind of awesome and a very strange <laughs> thing to share the spotlight with. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right then. Um, on the interwebs for me, um, you can find me Rob at uh, Fast Danger on Twitter. And Mr. Gladstone, Mr. is spelled out, so it's M-I-S-T-E-R Gladstone, uh, on Instagram and uh, on Twitch as well. And I'm going to be trying, I'm trying to be better about uh, doing more streams, um, just, and maybe get some, we can start scheduling some streams or something. Yeah, we should jump together. The yeah. scary ones. Yeah. Fucking watchtower, clock tower. There you go. Can't get it together. And then, uh, <laughs> of course, you can find the podcast at... Uh, you know the, all the addresses for these, right? Because I'm still learning them. Yeah, on Twitter, on Instagram, at BitDiff, so B-I-T-D-I-F-F podcast, P-O-D-C-A-S-T. And if you want to email us, you could also email us at BitDiffPodcast at Gmail. Good to know. Yeah. All right. So yeah, so there you have it. Um, hit us up on the, uh, the interwebs. Let us know that you're out there. Yeah, and find us on the Twits. Yeah, on the Twits. I love Twits. Well, have a good night. We'll see you next week. Yeah. Ciao, Z's. Bye.